We all crave connection. At our core, we all want to feel loved and understood. Hi, I'm Nikhami, entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of my very own beauty brand, Carmela Cosmetics, and business consultant. This is We Are Women, Beauty Redefined, a podcast where women speak their truth and celebrate their victories. This podcast features different women whose names you probably recognize. You've seen them, been following them, and might even think that they've always had it together. Listen in to hear the women you know and love share their journeys with self-acceptance and self-love, discovering their unique beauty and confidence in a society that for so long has focused on exemplifying a specific beauty standard. It's a place where we'll learn about each other and ourselves, dive into important issues that affect us, discover all that we have in common, and make some memories. So pour yourself a glass of red and get comfortable. Every night is ladies' night, and we are women, beauty redefined. I am so excited to have Jackie Minsky on the podcast today. Jackie is the founder of The Divine PR and also known as The Conscious Publicist. She is the secret behind some of the biggest seven to eight figure companies, helping entrepreneurs start and grow their brands and gain authority in their industry. During this episode, Jackie shares her journey to creating her personal brand and successful podcast and how she got featured in Entrepreneur Magazine two years in a row, naming her an industry leader. She talks about how she became a single mom overnight and her belief in tuning into her intuition and listening to her inner voice. Jackie discusses the importance of vulnerability and shares advice, really great advice for new entrepreneurs. She talks about how to time block and utilize time efficiently, the importance of keeping promises to yourself, how she balances building her career while being a single mom, and why she makes self-care and spending time with herself a priority. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode with Jackie. She just kept dropping golden nuggets everywhere, and I am so excited for you to listen in, learn a lot, and be inspired. Young Jackie. You know, she wasn't really that different from current Jackie. And funny enough, I used to take a camera and record myself interviewing people or pretending to tell the weather. I mean, like I was a anchor, a news anchor or a personality from a very young age. And when I grew up, I just, I feel like I went back to my inner child. And I think that's what really had me start my podcast, start my personal brand. And then I learned branding, marketing, NPR, and the rest just unfolded. Wow. It's so funny. It's so interesting to see how our childhood impacts us as adults and how we kind of repeat the same behaviors in an adult format. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's true because if you stay true to yourself, the inner child's always in there. Right, right. So tell me about your journey into actually becoming a podcast host and to starting your own personal brand. So about six or maybe even seven years ago, time flies so fast, I'm not even sure. um, I wound up becoming a single mom overnight, um, literally overnight. I was married and the marriage fell apart. I found out my soon-to-be ex-husband was living a double life and everything just kind of 
fell on my head like an avalanche and I became a single mom with no money and I had to move into my sister's house with my child which for me someone who manifests who believes in God who really takes the time to think things through in life I didn't know how I got there so I think I struggled with that but then to make things worse within those eight months that I was at my sister's house trying to get back on my feet my mother had a sudden heart attack and passed away so everything with me was back to back like I just life just kept hitting me back to back and I remember I would listen to other podcasts and I always had this inner voice, the intuition that always talks to all of us, the inner knowing that always said to me, you're going to be okay. You're going to move out soon. And again, I had no money. So I was like, how am I going to move out? But it kept walking me through it. You know, the faith, the hope, it just, I kept listening to it. And when other people, even family members, you know, because family members sometimes say things to you that they think mean well, but it's from their own fears. You know, how are you going to survive? How are you going to work a nine to five while picking him up from school and affording, you know, everything? I never let what other people say pierce my belief system and my energy field so every night I have this practice that I that I did and still do to manifest and I would tell myself what's going to happen by when so every night every night I I remember this so clearly every night I'd go to sleep and say I'm going to move out soon I'm going to move out soon I'm going to move out soon and One night, instead of I'm going to move out soon, the little internal voice said, start a podcast. And I was like, me? (laughs) You know, at that time, I was just like anyone else. And I still am like everyone else. I just did the work. And I remember ordering my first microphone. It was actually like a a portable recording device because I used to record in the bathroom while my son would nap in the car. Like my podcast started in humble beginnings, like (laughs) bathroom, car, portable device. And I just kept going. And within a year, I was featured in Entrepreneur Magazine. And I think it's because I kept showing up. And that's why I'm a big believer in energy and manifestation, because the more I showed up, the more things unfolded. And that's really how I got my podcast start in a bathroom. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So what was your intention with your podcast when you first launched it? I think it was to show people that if you want to do something and you're scared, just do it anyway. But also, I think it was a form of therapy for me because I would obviously hear what I'm saying, what I'm going through. But I remember one moment specifically, I was in the car (laughs) recording this podcast. And um, I remember feeling imposter syndrome, like who's going to listen to me who who's Jackie Minsky like why and I remember thinking well even if one just one person hears me just one all I need is one person like maybe they're having the worst day ever but something I say or said and they hear it that's it like that changed their life then I already did something right so knowing that I just kept pushing myself and pushing myself and I think that's what really, really, truly inspired me to keep going was knowing, well, if it starts with one, maybe eventually there's two and then three, and then really helping people, because I come from very humble beginnings as a single mom, I realized 
I need people to know that anything really is possible. Wow. So what what do you think it is about your podcast that resonates so much with people and that you were featured in Entrepreneur Magazine? I mean, that's that's amazing. Honestly, I think it's, I'm, I know I'm very spiritual. I'm intuitive. I have medium abilities, which I don't, I don't do for a living. I just kind of, I, I do part-time specifically work with certain clients, you know, so I have intuitive gifts. And I think the way I word things maybe really resonate because I try to use very practical, simple tactics that everyday, you know, people can use when they hear me say it. And my clients say this very often. They're like, sometimes you say the most simplest thing, but it makes so much sense that we haven't heard it like that before, you know, with all these marketing terms and everything people are saying. And, you know, but, and I also think it's my humor. You know, yesterday I released an episode and my mic actually fell in the middle of recording and I didn't even edit it out. I was like, okay, mic drop, like just let's go. <laughs> Literally. <with it." laughs> You know, and as you know, even you and I, before we started the interview, you know, you said like, what, what's off limits and it's nothing's off limits because for me to share with the world and want to help the world, I got to show up in the world, hundred percent authentic. Like it, I don't, I don't, there's no mask. So except the makeup, <laughs> <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, and I think it's because I'm willing to be vulnerable on myself that people are attracted to that, you know? Yes, absolutely. Vulnerability is so attractive. Yeah. It's, and that's something that took me a while to learn, by the way. But but um, yeah, no, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. Because that's how we connect each other. Yeah. And connection is everything. You know, if you, you connect more with people when you're connected with yourself. And I think I've done so much work, so much work. I mean, I've been through such dark times. And learning my patterns helped me learn other people's patterns, you know, learning how to navigate through life helps me tell someone how to navigate through life. If it's like, you know, when you get into your car and let's say you're going to your favorite store, you know how to get there or your favorite coffee shop, you know how to get there. Right. And let's say someone asks you for directions because you know how to get there, you know how to tell them where to go. If you didn't know, if you wound up in a, in a town that you didn't know where the coffee shop was and someone asked you for directions, you're not going to be able to tell somebody. So me going through what I went through, I consider it, you know, I'm, I'm just a tool to give back and to share with someone else. Like if I can, if this is what it took for me to get here and these are the steps that I take and took you do the same and, you know, you can have the same results truthfully. Yes. I love that. And how did you get into helping people build their personal brands? It started with friends and family, of course, you know, a hum very humble beginnings. You know, I remember when I first started, I didn't know the value of money, right? Like I was a single mom and here I am trying to figure out how to even price my stuff. Like, how do you, how do you even ask for money at that point? Like that, by the way, is an entrepreneur's first biggest hurdle. What is my price? And I always tell people, have your humble beginnings. Like my first price was 500 a month. 
like I was doing like branding for 500 a month. That was my humble beginning. But that's because I knew I was still learning the skill and, and working towards, you know, bettering myself. So I was very honest with others and myself. And I also have something that I call the money thermometer. If you're new with making money, start small. And then once the more work you do and you feel your value increasing, you increase your price. And now it's an even exchange of energy versus lying to yourself. A lot of people do this. Um, and this is where greed kind of comes in. It's like new entrepreneurs, sometimes younger entrepreneurs, they'll like give a ridiculous price and over promise a whole bunch of stuff can go wrong. But also sometimes they get a lot of no's just because it's an energy thing, you know, the person on the other end can feel energetically something's not clicking. So I always tell people it's okay to have a humble beginning and ask for 500, you know, just to start and build your way up because as you go, you build the skills. So for me, it was friends and family and a really, really low price. Yeah. Yeah. So you just like told them that you were starting to do this and then they hired you or they asked you because they saw your talent. Like, how did it happen? So I was my first test dummy. <laughs> I was, which I love. I branded my own podcast. I did my own podcast cover. I self-taught myself everything, even my intro and outro. I mean, you name it. I could be a whole sound studio if I really wanted to, but I'm not gonna. And I self-taught myself graphics, branding, and I studied it really well. And I learned how to pitch to entrepreneur, to other magazines, just as myself. And once I got my results, people were like, how did you do that? And I was like, well, and then I realized I'm onto something because I branded myself, my show successful. I'm in Entrepreneur Magazine. People start, well, Entrepreneur Magazine, of course, once I got that, I had like a line of family and friends out the door. And I started with that. And luckily, you know, because I did a good job, it was word of mouth and it kind of just continued and there's a snowball effect and then eventually I really got into PR because there's so much going on in the PR industry I know you and I offline spoke about it that I really wanted to be very honest and open with my potential clients and hopefully clients that PR is a very gray area and I wanted to do it the most authentic and honest way I can so then I really started to learn PR yeah. I, I, you know, I love so, there, there's so much here and I really love what you're, what you're saying because first of all, I, you know, I think that, we, and, and I would love to hear your opinion about this, but we live in a society where entrepreneurs and, you know, being self-sufficient is so trendy, I guess you would say, right? Like being an entrepreneur and people are constantly posting about their wins and how much they make per month. And, oh my gosh, I launched my business. And the next month I was making 20 grand a month. You know what I mean? And the truth is, is that that's really not the healthy way to look at things, especially for new entrepreneurs, because like, as you're saying, exactly like what you're saying, you know, start humble, you know, don't just dive into it and, and try to charge more than your value really, because you're not going to resonate with that. Your potential clients don't, won't resonate with that either. So it's important to remember that. I learned that from Gary V shout out. To oh Gary. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so I've been watching him as, as many of us uh, have for years on the internet. And he always talks about, you know, slow and steady, slow and steady, you know, 
And he talks about the long journey, right? And that's the thing. A lot of new and younger entrepreneurs want that overnight. Like I started my business and next week I want to be a millionaire. It's who you become and what you learn that is so important because I personally have seen people get to the top quickly. I've seen it, but their personality and their skill set doesn't match eventually. And eventually you can make a lot of money, but you've spiritually have damaged yourself because you weren't honest with self and others, but also your reputation. Like what's your reputation like, right? In the industry. So that's also super, super important. And I really have to say that I learned that from Gary. I can't take credit for that. So my humble beginnings was to build my skill set and do it for the long run. And I have to say, I would do it all over again if I could, because now people are constantly coming to me for business strategy, branding, marketing, PR strategies. And I have so much knowledge that if I did it overnight, I wouldn't have the same information. You know, that this is years of doing, researching and becoming. Right. Right. Because you had to. Exactly. When when you're forced to learn and to do it all, you really do delve into it. And and, you know, you're, you're nurturing everything and, and, and you're, you're learning and you're able to pass that on to your future clients. And if you just, yeah, do it overnight, then you end up skipping some steps. You're right. And also, here's what I want to tell entrepreneurs, right? And I used to hear this and I was like, it's not going to take that long. <laughs> here's what I want to say. You might do it for one, two, three, even four. On your fourth year, you still not might get that break. But there will come a time where everything you've ever done starts to piece together and it all opens up because it's years, like I've said, years. But through those years, you cannot give up because you're going to feel like you want to give up. You're going to be like, I'm on my third year. Why? Why am I not successful? God's timing or you still need to learn more. And I want to say something and I teach this to my to my son. Be willing to learn, you know, as new entrepreneurs, I had this, I would come in with, I just, you know, I just studied. So now I know this, <laughs> you know, so now you can't tell me because I just, I just read this <laughs> and, you know, I, I had a little ego as a newer entrepreneur as you know, cause you're becoming an entrepreneur. You're proud of paving your lane, but you also come in with this, this ego. And I had to learn to become a student. You have to be willing to learn. You know, once I got around people who were smarter than me or knew more than me, I had to take the ego away and be like, this is your moment to be quiet and listen. So for new entrepreneurs, be willing to learn. You don't have to know everything right away and you shouldn't want to. I know to make that sale, you want to come across like you're the best answer, but trust me to get to the top, you want to collaborate, you want to learn, and you really want to let the journey unfold as it should. So be willing to be a student. That's like the the best lesson I personally learned as a new entrepreneur with a big ego. <laughs> I think most of us can relate to that. Um, also, another, you know, continuing along the same lines, often we are, our business is our baby. So it's very personal. So it's important to kind of separate that 
from our identity and who we are and be willing to learn, even though it might be a little painful. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially, I think, actually, no, I was going to say maybe the feminine because we're more emotional, but I think even masculine men, they have that definitely masculine men have ego. You you have to be willing to learn. Like, it's okay to not know something. And it's okay to tell a client. Here's what I want to say. It's okay to tell a client, I'm not sure how to do that versus saying I can do that and then it doesn't work out and again there goes your reputation you know that most entrepreneur because because don't don't do things just to close the deal or to make a sale play the long game you know play the long game and that takes time for sure for sure and how do you I guess incorporate um, the idea of ma- of manifestation and a timeline and, you know, letting things take time and, and God's divine timing. Like, like, how do you, how do you do that? This is interesting. You know, I've, as I mentioned, I have gifts, you know, I'm slightly a medium, not to freak anyone out. I have very intuitive gifts that I've had since I was five from, that's when I could remember it most, you know, I would, when I was scared or nervous as a child, I always knew I wasn't alone. Like there was, I believed in God from a very young age, you know, and it got to the point where even when I was a teenager, if I had an argument with someone, I used to say, God will take care of me. Like this is, you know, a catty 14 year old. That was my response. You know, (laughs) I was like a goody two shoes, always like preaching God. And I, yeah. And I remember I got into an argument with one friend and she said, can you stop talking about God? And I will never forget what I said to her because it's kind of funny. I said, I will never stop talking about God. I said, because you just said that I'd like to see where you wind up in five years and where I will wind up in five years, like snotty, like, but because she was telling me not to believe in my faith and lo and behold, she's not maybe in the best of places, you know? So, um, and and to the question of manifestation, manifestation is the belief in yourself first and foremost, but also knowing you're co-creating with God, source, universe, but you have to know so much. Like if you know in your heart, like I'm going to move out in a year, that's it. And you convince yourself and there's no doubt, then you don't even have to worry about how it happens. The opportunity presents itself and you're like, whoa, I knew that was going to happen. But a lot of times people, a lot of times people are manifesting from ego also. Like if you haven't done the work and you want the money, why do you want the money, right? Like I'm at a place now where I struggled so much and all this stuff. And it's because I know that with the money, I'm helping people live also, right? Like my team, right? Like I actually, I want to work to help someone else. I don't want to work just, you know, to, to collect all the money for myself, which a lot of entrepreneurs, I think, are doing it for the wrong reasons. And I think that's why God or Source Universe wants us to struggle. It's like, if you know what it's like to struggle, then when you come out of it, you're going to want to help someone else. So we struggle to know what it's like so we can hopefully help each other. I think so. Yes. I love that. Yeah. That's that. That's something that, that I think about. And I, I also tell my clients because it's, 
It's so true. It's so true. It's like when you've been through something there, there's, you cannot compare just getting something, even forget about financial, you know, financial freedom with, with any abundance, anything that, that you want that you haven't gotten yet. When you get it, your appreciation for that thing is way, way higher than it would have been had, had you just gotten it easily, you know, and your sensitivity for others who are in that same place, you create more empathy. So I a hundred percent agree with you. It's a great point. Yeah. So the struggle is meant to make you, you know, we hear that all the time, but we complain in the middle of our struggles. We play victim, but we're missing the whole point. Like, okay, I'm struggling, but what's my next step? Like, I don't have to know how to get across the full staircase. You know, I just need to know the next step. And I'm not sure who said that. It's not me. That's a quote. <laughs> just saying, it sounded so good. It's so good. <laughs> just don't quote me. Um, you know, but, but, you know, that's the thing. You know, everything we read, if we don't actually implement then I say, this is my quote next. <laughs> then we are pretty much a parked car full of gas. We're not going anywhere. And we have a full tank and it's a waste. So everything you read, you must implement. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is such a, an important point because I think a lot of entrepreneurs do this. We'll read something or even take a course and then be like, okay, cool. And don't do anything. You know, what's the point? If you're investing your time, really invest yourself into whatever it is that you've learned. So that's really important. You know, Mel Robbins taught me a trick, or probably all of us, this is all over the internet. She has like this five second rule. And as soon as you want to be productive, just hop up and do it. Because in five seconds, you're going to self-negotiate with yourself on why tomorrow you'll do it or in an hour you'll do it. No, don't hit snooze. Don't, you know... I used to hate working out, like, as we all do. I mean, there's very few that like to work out once it becomes a habit and a routine, right? And it takes time for something to become an actual secondhand routine. But in the beginning, it was like, oh, I really got to work out or like, yeah, I'm working out. But it's the hardest part of working out is getting yourself to do it. And I would my my mind would say, and time blocking is also super important for new entrepreneurs, because when you time block, you know that that's something you have to do. And when the time strikes, go to the next task. It doesn't matter if you're not finished with the previous time blocking task, keep going. Like you time blocked, that's just keeping promises to yourself, as we hear many entrepreneurs say, but that is the truth. If you can keep promises to yourself, take action and keep going, I mean, everything just aligns and we hear it, but, you know, and many years ago when I started as an entrepreneur, of course there were moments where I was in ebb and flow. So I would do the work and then I'd slow down, do the work and slow down, right? Don't slow down because if you slow down, you're slowing down your own success. So eventually I had to realize that day that I'm taking off and saying tomorrow, and then tomorrow becomes after tomorrow, I wasted two days of productivity and productivity and action is the most important thing for success. A hundred percent. Love it. Yeah. So I would love to hear how you balance being a single mom while building your business. This is the golden question, right? Like how do you do it and how, how have you done it? Uh, You know, 
I think all single moms can say we have no idea. <laughs> I think it's, I think, you know, I have this thing in my mind that I always think of, and it, it always says sink or swim, sink or swim. I think that single moms, we're not given a choice and it it becomes second nature, you know, even some days where my sister is nice enough to take my son for the weekend so I get time for myself, I want to be with my son because I'm not used to being without him. So I don't even know what it's like to take time for myself, but I have to learn. And, you know, for me, it's like little routines and rituals of like taking a bath and reading a book. Like I have to spend time with myself to fill up my own cup. And, you know, other moms see me, they're like, how are you so calm? Like, cause anyone that meets my son, he's super calm. He's also big on manifesting. And it's like, if I get irritated and if I'm not taking care of me, he's going to feel that because I'm going to take it out on him. And I never want to do that. So being a single mom, especially if you are an entrepreneur, no matter what it is you're doing, please make time at least two hours a day when the kids go to bed to take a bath and read a book and get off the phone. The phone keeps your mind running and you feel more drained because if you fall asleep on the phone, and I did it in the past, obviously, if you're on this phone scrolling and then you fall asleep, you wake up tired, you're going to take it out on your kids. Your kids don't deserve that. So you need to take care of yourself first and then everything else. So just, I always tell people, just a simple bath will really help a single mom. <laughs> It's true. We tend to underestimate the small things yeah. that have so much power. Yeah. Like even getting your sleep, you know, going to sleep at 9 p.m. and drinking enough water. I mean, like the littlest things. Like I have clients who are so stressed, you know, and one specific, she she's a mom. She's not single, but she's married. And she was one of my clients for a while. And when I met her, she was very frantic. And I remember it was Thanksgiving two years ago and she was panicked. And I said, look, if we learn to slow down, we'll have a calming, balanced energy. And I said, for example, I said, you have Thanksgiving coming up. You know, you're going to get frantic. I said, so between guests and between room to room, take a minute, just pause, even if it's for five seconds, count to five, take a deep breath, do the next thing. So I told her, as you're taking the turkey, you know, out of the oven, count to five, place it. Don't like take it out, put it there. Now talk to the next guest because you're what you're right. doing, and I'm an energy person. So what you're doing when you're going from thing to thing is you're taking your own energy and you're scattering it. And that's why you feel like you're being pulled in different directions because you're not moving with your body and your energy together. So just slow down, just slow down. You know, even when we get off this interview, I'm not just going to hop off my chair and go do the next thing, right? I'm going to take a deep breath. When it finishes, I'm going to be like, I just did a podcast, take a deep breath. Now go do the next thing. A lot of the times people move very quickly through life. And that's why they feel like they're being pulled in different directions because our body is just our instrument. We're energy beings. And if we are moving our body in different directions quickly, our energy, our spirit is being pulled in different directions and it, our, our energy is trying to catch up with our body. So we're feeling depleted and tired. Yes. 
but I, I could totally relate to that. I'm also an energy person. I, yeah. that was a great way of articulating it. So thank you for saying that. Cause I never thought of it like that. I just felt it. You know simple. what I mean? <laughs> See, simple, simple, but, and, and again, I'm just a vessel. Sometimes when I say these things, I'm like, Oh, that was interesting. You know? <laughs> like that was interesting but that's what my clients say they're like sometimes I'll say something so simple but everyone's like oh that makes sense so you're welcome the truth is is that all the ideas are already out there in the universe right we know that they're already out there but we all have our own personalities and our own way of conveying ideas and articulating thoughts that someone else might say the same thing but it doesn't it doesn't resonate or we don't process it or whatever. And then someone like you will come on and say something and all of a sudden it clicks, you know? So, you know, that's, that's, I think a a huge gift that you have, um, which is very special, obviously. Um, yeah, no, I love it. You know, it's funny. I I went to fashion design school because before all this, I was in the fashion industry, believe it or not. And it's interesting that I have this gift because I've always been, you know, they say, if you want someone to do a really good job, ask the lazy person, right? Like (laughs) there's like a saying like that, which is true. So I remember we had to sew on the, the jean belt loops. And to do those, you have to take like this long metal stick and take the fabric with one hand, hold the little stick. And with the other, you have to pull um, the fabric through to, I don't know, flip it around. I don't know. I don't remember. And on top of the metal hook, I'm on top of this metal stick, there was like this, this ring. And I, of course, I'm the laziest person I know, <laughs> you know, which is how I've survived thus far is trying to figure out how to do something faster. And I, I see this hoop and I literally just stuck it on the sewing machine. And now I started using two hands to pull the fabric. My fashion design teacher, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just doing it quicker she literally wanted me to demonstrate it in 20 years of teaching she no one's ever figured that out and she I I felt like I deserve a Nobel Peace Prize in that moment because <laughs> she was like having me demonstrate she's like I've been a teacher for 20 years and I've never seen someone do it that quick and I'm like no one thought to put a hook hook it on a machine like just literally, I mean, there's a ring on on this stick. Take the ring, attach it to something, and start pulling with two <laughs> hands. I mean, so I think it's the same thing with the way I word things. It's like, what is the simplest way to explain something to someone for them to get it? The same way, what is the laziest way to do something quicker? Right, right. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. If you had one message to give over to the next generation of women, what would that message be? This is a really great question. You know, I always think of me personally, my younger self. I, as I mentioned, I was in the fashion industry and I flew to LA and I had an opportunity to potentially move to LA. And I was friends with someone who works at the Rex agency. The Rex agency is really big. They dress people for the Oscars. And I really wanted to be a fashion stylist. And at the time I was dating my son's father. And I remember I was at a crossroads between marriage and career. And my fear had me choose marriage because that's just how I operated. I took the easy route. So 
I would really tell women, you know, believe in marriage, believe in love, believe in all that, always, always. But please never forget about your career. Your career is your personal identity. It makes you happy, even as a mom. Like I'm a mom now and getting to work and then spending time with my son and having my son see me find something I'm passionate about and the way I talk about it, it inspires him to find something he's passionate about. And I get to work with that and, and find it with my son and, and, and he gets to just understand what it's like to follow your dream. So really just follow your heart, even as a mom and, and really or and before you become a mom, like just always follow your heart, like stay true to your heart. Do not be afraid. Like I chose to be afraid and got married and I wouldn't trade it for anything because I got my son. But if I could, I maybe could have had my career years earlier. And um, it's just going to be harder once you have a baby. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> right. No, that is such, that, that's, that's really important. So go with your gut, go with your dreams, not with your fear. Don't, yeah, don't your fear. be afraid. Yeah. I was yeah. so afraid to move to LA. I was like, how am I? And at the time I was 23 or 24. And I was like, how am I going to afford LA? Cause LA seems like this prestigious world and, you know, dream Hollywood life. And I gave up some opportunities to seek comfort and knowing how I am now and how much I've overcome, I've overcome more than LA, <laughs> you know, now I realized back then I had it in me too. I just, what I just was younger. So to the younger generation, if you're afraid, good, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. That's so, yeah, it's, it's interesting because I've seen people who have made pretty big decisions based off of fear and it never serves them. Another day, it really doesn't. So that's so wonderful that you brought that up. It's, it's extremely important. Okay, where can people find you, Jackie, if they want to learn more about you? So I'm on Instagram, Jackie underscore Minsky. There's another Jackie Minsky. I, I, I can't get her. I can't. Uh, yeah, she does. She's not even active. So I tried to like get the account, but I was like, excuse me. That's so Hello. funny. <laughs> um, Jackie underscore Minsky is my Instagram and JackieMinsky.com or the divinepr.com. Great. And we will link that all in the show notes. Thank you. Yeah. Of course. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jackie. This was wonderful having you. Thank you so much for having me. That's all for tonight. Thanks so much for listening. Connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Carmela Cosmetics. That's Carmela with a K. And on our website, CarmelaCosmetics.com. If there's a woman in your life whose story needs to be heard, send me a message to let me know who she is and why she means so much to you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know your thoughts. We want you to feel heard. 